Hey, Sean. Hey, David. You know what that means? It means we're <laughs> one episode away from a sweet vacation. Oh, my God. It's a, the time of a lifetime is going to be happening. You know, six months ago, I moved up to the Great White North. I left my friends, my family, and you back down in the warm south. <laughs> and finally, things are starting to look up. <laughs> I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm, I'm super excited. You know what I'm even more excited for? What's that? This episode of the Seed on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Seed on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. There was ever a week to have our last show before a two-week hiatus. I'm glad it's this one. My God, we've got news. We've got excitement. We've got fun. David, how are you? I'm I'm super psyched. There's a lot that happened, but we're not on a two-week hiatus. Well, one and a half week. We, we do like us recording. Sure. But uh, our listeners at home won't notice any difference in our regular scheduled programming. That's true. Yeah, we got a sweet uh, cash or crap episode coming out, obviously, next week. But yep. they're not here for that one. They're here for this episode this week. Uh, and a lot of a lot of stuff happened. We yeah. had uh, Microsoft had their pseudo E3. <laughs> their, their, what, what is it called? Like game? Well, it was the summer of games, a- which IGN ran. Which essentially IGN had E3 and nobody knew mm-hmm. about it until the last minute. Right. Yeah. So Microsoft had like their game showcase uh, last on, on Saturday last week. And it was it was an hour and a half. It was a long hour and a half, too. Like it was a it was a good girthy hour and a half, which, mm-hmm. which was nice. And uh, the week started off pretty great, too. We had the. The final reveal of uh, Sony's PlayStation Plus, so oh, yeah. or new PlayStation Plus. So we had yeah, kind like of a crazy week. The resurgence <laughs> of PlayStation Plus. Uh, yeah, there a lot of new things that came out, but really, like PlayStation Plus, we're going to talk about that first, I think, before we get into Microsoft, right? So, yes, that is the plan. PlayStation Plus. We'll just dive right into it. It is. Uh, Nothing special, in my opinion. Uh, from someone who had a separate like PlayStation Now subscription and PlayStation Plus, for me, it's not anything different than what I already have. Like the library, the game library has changed slightly just because they added some some PS Five games into their mid tier offering, right? Um, but the the options for PlayStation Three games and and the, the PlayStation classics, they're all pretty much the same. So there wasn't really anything that stood out that I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for this. But you, against your earlier statements, actually upgraded, didn't you? Uh, yeah. So I looked, I did some research, um, and it, it really came down to, was the $25 upgrade fee 
on a one-year subscription worth it? And the simple answer after, like, I saw some of the titles in the Ubisoft Plus catalog that were available was yes. I've downloaded a few games since I've uh, upgraded because I never had PlayStation Now. I just had Plus. And a lot of the games that you were getting on Plus were just not worth it. Like, you got God of War for free for the second time. For those who uh, got it a few months ago or got it a year and a half ago when it was put into the system originally. Mm-hmm. the interesting factor to me was the, the miles Morales, the, um, fuck, why, returnal. Um, what was that game with Norman Reedus? I just downloaded it. Death stranding. Thank you. Death stranding. Um, that like adding that was a nice touch. So like I downloaded a few games the other night so I can kind of play around. I downloaded death stranding returnal PGA 2k 21 because it's nice to play on a TV and uh, the fractured butthole. Cause I never finished it. So I wanted to start okay. that up, but like it, it did give my PlayStation some life. Mm-hmm. I have miles Morales, but I can download it so I can just have it. But I, I couldn't fathom giving Sony $38 more for the PlayStation classics, which are probably going to look like crap. And well, they don't look streaming that I don't care about, but some of them like the the PlayStation two games that were updated for PS4 and stuff like that, they they look a little bit better, but it's not like this. It's not like the Xbox original games on Xbox Xbox backwards compatibility where they actually do look significantly better, even though they are dated. But I think for for you. Like that 25 bucks for what? It was like six months worth of. Uh, yeah, seven uh, actually. Right? So like I another, had it until January. Okay. So like another seven months for 25 bucks. Like that's the thing is I downloaded Returnal because it's a game that I was interested in playing. Um, it's not a game that I knew that I was going to play a lot of. I just wanted to try it. Right. Um, for you, there's, I think there's a, more games on there that you were interested in playing, but weren't necessarily going to dish out the the dollar dollar bills to buy the game itself separately right so for that 25 bucks for another seven months to be able to access these games in the library i think it's worth it but if you were if it was like me and i was just at the maybe we'll say like i didn't have any subscription right and trying to figure out which ones that I uh, would be interested in playing. If I was paying the full price, because what that is one fifteen Canadian. Yeah, one fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, you got it. You know, is it worth that amount for some of those games that I'm interested in, just like trying for a year? And I don't think so. Not right now, because so they didn't do. Yeah. They didn't do much to add a lot of stuff. Like when Game Pass came out. The library was 100 games. Like, and it was always added as a library of 100 games rotating. But now it's way more than 100 games, right? Sony needed to add their AAA titles. The, the, the games that they have there are games that Returnal is over a year old. Yeah, right? it like, was there's, a contender there's, for game of the year. Right? There's nothing that is like newer than six months in there, I don't think. 
so you're you're getting this library of all these old games whereas game pass one of the biggest things that makes it uh attractive is that they have new games day one and the most that you get from playstation is game trials but you have to be on like their premium tier and so you get like i think it's like a 10 hour trial of a game or two hour trial of of a game so i don't know are you are you happy with your 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 choice i know it was only 25 bucks but would you say that like even it's been a week right like within the last week have you even would you say you've i don't know made dabbled yeah so like enough to justify the 25 bucks like the upgrade the way i'm looking at it and the way i'm always going to look at it is like getting the playstation for me was a bonus and i know that sounds very privileged um but i do work very hard for what i have and in order to be the best possible um edutainer as i'd like to call ourselves it's it's important that I have the ability to play on both platforms. Yeah, it's a business expense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the tax man didn't think so, but that's okay. Yeah, I know, right? Um, when I when it came down to the dollars and cents of it, uh, and I'm I'm going to say this unequivocally at this point, a hundred and fifteen dollars, which is not what I paid, because I got my code through CD keys. So 40 and 25, so $65 for a year's worth of content. Most of the stuff that I play on my PlayStation are free games that I've acquired through PlayStation plus the, I've bought two, maybe I bought four games, some digital and I have what Spider-Man and Deathloop. Those are games that I wanted and that's what I was going to purchase. But my gaming budget is not really that high. I have three consoles. I like to spread it out. Uh But when I looked at the value of some of the games that was on PlayStation, I haven't owned a PS4 for over two years since mine went to Nuke City. So at the end of the day, did I make a conscious decision to, to buy a streaming service versus... Well, it's not even a streaming service. They download right to your your console. Yeah, like well, some this, of them, this was a no brainer. A good portion of them are like if you play any of the if you want to play any PS3 games, then and and you're not in the tier that you can. But those are only streaming. Yeah, and yeah. when when I when I looked at it at the end of the day, I was like, I'm going to upgrade this now. I'm going to have games all the way to Christmas. People are saying this is better than Game Pass. You guys are fucking snoozing. It's not better than Game Pass. Some of the games are very similar. Actually, there's quite a few titles that are the same on both. Mm-hmm. So if you muddle those out, the difference is going to be some of PlayStation's um, AAA titles are in there. So you've got like your Spider-Man's, your Ghost of Tsushima, your Ghost Runner, um, Death Stranding, yeah. uh, Days Gone. And, and even the thing though- is, those games, though, are years old. Like yeah. nothing is really that new. Um, so, you but know, for somebody you, you who could, didn't have the console, I can play these games oh, now. Absolutely. 100%, without right? having to worry about buying something. But I think, you know, this happened the other day. I was at, uh, I was at Walmart looking at the bargain bin section there. And there was a game that showed up that I thought was interesting. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'm, 
it was only like 20, 20 bucks. And I was like, okay, well, I'd be interested in buying this, but let me look and see if it's on Game Pass. And it was. So I didn't have to buy it because it was already on Game Pass. What game was it? Uh, it was like some, it's called like, the, I don't know, the Dungeons of something or other. It's like some parody RPG tactical battle game. I just, okay. it seems interesting, but it was one of those things that it's like, I was prepared to buy it, but the only service that I had that I was subscribed to that had it was Game Pass. And it was like this obscure game that you wouldn't think that would be on there, but it was. Um, I haven't had to buy uh, an Xbox game in like over a year, really, maybe two years since <laughs> Game Pass came out. Like I have bought some stuff like I bought um, <clears throat> some of the DLC expansions for Elder Scrolls Online just because I wanted them and they were on for a good price. Um, and the last game I think I actually bought was Lego Star Wars because I wanted to own the collection of that. But everything else, like the way that Game Pass is set up, all of their first party or second party games, like Microsoft owned studios, like the games that they release, come out on Game Pass day one. So the games that people want to play, right? Like the biggest hype you can on Game Pass the day that they launch. Whereas with Sony, with their PlayStation service, like they are trying to promote it as a thing, like play uh, this library of 700 games, but where are all the new games that people want to play? Right. Sony is, and I'll hands down, I'll, I'll give it to them. Sony is known for having some of the best single player story driven games, right? You know, like the uncharted games. Uh, well, the stranding was, it was interesting. It's great. It's a big walking simulator, but interesting story. Looks amazing. Detroit become human um ghost of tsushima god of war like they have tons of these games that people want to play and can you imagine if that they were to release uh even in their middle mid-tier one hell even if it was the premium one where you got playstation uh like first and second party games for free like the full games not just a game trial under the premium tier so that's like 140 bucks a, a year or something like that yeah, it's not uh, bad. Yeah. 140 bucks a year. So that's in line with Game Pass. Right? So if they had it on there, then I could see that being worth buying because there are a ton of PlayStation games that I would be interested in playing. But at the same time, because a lot of them are single player stories, right? Like offline games or the online portion is not important to the, the actual story. I know that they're going to go on sale fairly quickly. Like Returnal went on sale within a few months of it coming out. So did Spider-Man. Right. So there's no in like there's no desire or like sorry, like urgency to go out and buy these PlayStation games right away because you know that they're gonna be on sale. And if your budget, say like you said, like you have a, a limited gaming budget. If your budget is limited, well, you know what? If there's only two games for PlayStation that I really want to play, I can I can still wait because my budget is limited. I'm going to wait until I can stretch that budget further 
and maybe pick up a third game or something like that. 100%. What we can say about the new PlayStation Plus now, while, while I think it's going to have a turbulent few months because they're really going to try and take away some of Microsoft's market share in the, the, the Netflix of gaming catalog or genre. Can we talk about for a second how well curated it is? I've never seen an interface so organized in my life. You want action games. Boom. You want sports games. Boom. You want anything. Boom. At least I'll say that. That's where it beats Game Pass because Game Pass is just like, oh, this is what's new. This is EA stuff. Yeah. Oh, here's everything all at once. Yeah, I agree. It is the the layout of their menu and everything is really well done. Um, but uh, that's really, you know, a, a user interface is only gets you so far, right? Um, if if the games aren't there to keep people subscribed, and I think like I wouldn't be surprised if they lose a lot of subscribers for their mid tier and uh, premium tier at the end of people's subscriptions, right? Like, because if they're not adding the games that people want to play, if they're not keeping things updated, well, if for people who have both the Xbox and a PlayStation, if, if you're choosing to spend 140 bucks a year for something, well, that money would be better spent on the system where you're getting the new games, right? Like, sure, there's a, a, a fairly decent right now library of playstation 3 games on there and that's something that a lot of people have wanted like playstation 3 backwards compatibility it is possible there's ps3 emulators that run pretty well on pcs sony has the the money then the means to do it you know microsoft can do it and i know like the cell processor for the ps3 was very like notoriously difficult to program for and whatnot but it is possible um but you can only do that, play those games by streaming them. And let me tell you this. I'll log into my account on your PlayStation so you can uh, you can try this out. It looks horrible. The frame rate is limited to 30 frames a second, I believe. It's limited to a 720p resolution. There is uh, some noticeable input lag on a bunch of things. And... Because the resolution, oh, and it's also limited to, to stereo audio. <laughs> so because the the resolution is 720p on, uh, and I, there were a lot of PlayStation 3 games that that was the max resolution anyways, but because it's being streamed and it's limited, um, it almost looks as everything is kind of blurry in the sense, like it's not as sharp as it should be, or it would be if you're playing it direct connected to your TV or, or um, like not streamed. So I, I played a few games and like, it is convenient just being able to be like, okay, I'm just going to start this game and I'll have to download it. But we can, we've been able to do that on game pass for a year now. Right. And game pass, the visual, like visual fidelity is so much better than it was on is on PlayStation. But the thing is, is I've had PlayStation now for a few years now and it it hasn't changed. 
it's always been like that. And I really only use PlayStation now to download some games to my system and play those, which were in addition to PlayStation Plus. But, you know, I like in three years when my premium expires, I probably won't subscribe to premium. I I might, if anything, downgrade to the 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 mid tier. And that's only if they start adding like games day one kind of thing, if they make it worth it, because it's not right now. So that's my biggest concern is at the end of the year. What do I do? Because I obviously I'm going to pay for Game Pass. Game Pass is worth quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's just I, I guess we will see kind of where it where it goes and what we're we're looking at value wise. But I think if you what don't you have need some to do... games that come out this summer, <clears throat> then you're 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 boned. Yeah, I think what you need to do is you need to keep track of how much time you spend playing games that are part of the PlayStation is uh what is it extra tier like the mid tier is there so, um what I, what i was going to say is like what when you look at it going out for the rest of the year is there a single game that you plan on buying for sure this year you know what, that's hard to say because all the, all the games that i'm like really interested for they're coming out on game pass so i don't really have to Right. Like, I don't have to like the only things that I could think of would be like for Nintendo Switch. Which doesn't have a streaming system. So that that is a smart kind of play. I look at it as there's two games that I would buy for sure. One is the Hogwarts game. But oh, yeah, we we don't know when officially that's coming out. But my my other half wants that game. So we'll be purchasing it. And I think that's going for Xbox as well. Just so you know. Yep. Um, the other one that we were going to get uh, or that I would pay for regardless, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later, is I am still a big fan of paying developers that you like. If I'm going to put a ton of hours into Starfield, I want to know that I have Starfield for longer than four months because Game Pass does remove games on occasion. We've seen it time and time again with the um, the balance between Grand Theft Auto and Red De- Redemption. And Sony just mm. did it. You notice Grand Theft Auto Online is no longer available, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is. So, like, they teeter back and forth. And with a game that I'm actually going to want to buy and put tons of time into, I will still purchase. 100%. Mm. I, I understand that you get the quote-unquote free, but you're paying $146 a, month, a year for a game that could be taken away from you. And people don't realize that still. That's why I think the Sony model is even more interesting because it's giving people all these opportunities to try these games. But even if you have PlayStation Plus or the original PlayStation Plus, you don't really own God of War. You just have it available to you. If they remove mm-hmm. it from the surface, you might not be able to access that title anymore. And you know what's re- the really annoying thing with Sony's platform is that if you buy a game, or sorry, if you redeem a game from PlayStation Plus, right? So you have a game in your library, but say you don't renew your subscription to PlayStation Plus, you cannot purchase that game separately. It will always say that you have already purchased it, but it's locked and you cannot actually do it. Um, whereas with if you look at uh, with 
Microsoft on the Xbox, even if you have the game purchased through Games with Gold, you still have the option to purchase it separately. Right. So Sony needs to get that shit <laughs> in order because that's why. And I think part of that's how their infrastructure is set up. That's why they they don't have full game trials or full game downloads. They just have like the limited time trials because Sony has had that in the past. Like they have had those those demos. Um, but I don't think their system is set up where, OK, we're going to let you have this game, but it's not linked directly to your account is linked to the service right yeah. it's it's a weird it's a messed up system and it's caused problems in the past when i've uh i think what game was it um kill not kill zone killing floor uh there was a humble bundle that had it was like a, one of the playstation bundles and they had i think killing floor or killing floor 2 a key for it but killing floor was given for free through playstation plus it wouldn't let me redeem the code for killing floor so that it would be linked permanently to my account because it said I already had the license for it. It took me 45 minutes on chat with customer service or sorry, on the phone, sorry, with customer service to get them to remove the license for killing floor so that I could purchase the game. And they're like, why do you want to remove the, you already have it. I'm like, because it's linked to my subscription. And so the thing is, and I think that's what they're hoping for. They just hope that people will keep renewing their subscriptions. Now, the one advantage that we had with uh, PlayStation Plus is that there was a lot of really cheap, like keys that you could get online for it. Right? Like I'm subscribed for the next three years, like 2025, because I would just buy like cheap PlayStation Plus for it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, and it was on sale, right? So it's worked out for me right now. Um. Because, but in the future, like if I don't want to continue on using PlayStation Plus or or whatnot, or if then there's a lot of games that I would lose access to that if I wanted to purchase them separately, I wouldn't be able to. It's, I think, I think over the next 12 months, we're going to see a shift in the market. And who knows, maybe the day of physical games is behind us but then you're gonna see a lot of people really upset when they get a copy of we'll say harry potter or hogwarts whatever but you can only buy it digitally so they never really own it Uh time will tell and you know like this has happened with the playstation already and where there's been rumors of them removing access to the playstation store right on older consoles nintendo right like they're cutting services to the e-shop on the wii u and the 3ds yeah they're severing those legs right so there's going to be a lot of people that have and you know we've bought digital games i have hundreds of digital games because they were cheap but at the same time i i realize that i don't own those that's why I still buy physical games whenever i can like if i am 100 100 sure that i want the game or i wanted to support the developers, then I will buy the game. But I think the like you said, the market is shifting. You know, just like how in the last how many years, like few years, we've seen how many new streaming services for for movies and TV shows. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's just becoming too. It's it's becoming too congested, 
everyone's like trying to everyone's fighting over your subscription money right yeah i'm just Uh, a subscriber now right so microsoft has had it forever it seems like game pass came out a few years ago and they've been doing a great job with it and now sony wants a piece of the pie right so what next i'm surprised actually that ubisoft is in like ubisoft plus is part of playstation plus and all that stuff right but kind of like how ea play is part of game pass so i I think they had no choice too yeah um let's move on though because we could talk about this forever but we have to talk about the bigger fish in the the week and that was all the announcements that microsoft made the bigger fish in the frying pan is that a saying i'm making it a saying (laughs) i like it i'm for it um but let's start off with the the basics here so there was a rumor that kind of circulated just before this presentation. And it was that Phil Spencer was upset. Oh no. His, what was he upset about? Well, probably the lights that were in his eyes. And that's why he was squinting <laughs> last <laughs> year. He Phil always got, looks. <laughs> I know. Right. Last year, Phil got really frustrated before the Xbox showcase internally. He would point to Sony continually releasing game of the year quality games. while all Xbox had was CG trailers. Well, Phil got his way. We saw, I, I believe it was about 90% gameplay is what the, the number was kind of estimated at at the end of it. But the Microsoft Showcase or Microsoft Bethesda Showcase this year did one thing they've never done before. They've released or they only showed things that would be released before 12 months from now. So every game we saw had a release date prior to June 1st of next year. Notwithstanding any delays. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Will they follow through? Hopefully. But they also showed off actual engine stuff. They didn't show CG. Nothing seemed pre-rendered. Um, it was a fairly enjoyable experience. Some of it was a little bit like... Ugh, why are you showing this to us right now? But mm-hmm. let's get to it. They showed off a bunch of shit. Starting off with the first real look at Redfall. And I gotta say... Eh. I could hear you groaning. It doesn't look horrible, but it doesn't look outstanding. So, Crystal watched it with me. And she said the first few games... She's like, if video games look like this all the time, why do people buy them? I was like, that is a great question. Because this game kind of looks not finished. And good for them for showing in-game footage, 100%. But this game kind of looks not great. Well, how do you mean it doesn't look finished? Well, it isn't isn't finished, but... It doesn't look... It doesn't have that next-gen pizzazz. Right? Okay. Okay. It doesn't have that like boom, this game looks incredible. Like it doesn't have Forza Motorsports feeling. Well, I think part of that is because it's the type of game that it was, right? Like it is a another knockoff Left 4 Dead game, right? A team based shooter where instead of zombies, it's vampires. And the levels are not going to be designed for 
I don't know, like high detail story driven stuff. They're going to be designed to have like huge mobs of things coming at you and, and like close quarters fighting, right? 100%. It doesn't, it's not designed or it's not a game that is really screaming like, oh, we need to have super next gen quality graphics. But also, was this game not originally going to be for, uh, xbox and ps4 like xbox one i think so and then it got delayed didn't it Mm -hmm, i think so so i don't know like i feel like this game is going to have the same fate as back for blood it's going to come out it's going to be super buggy um and then it's just gonna go to the wayside and people are gonna kind of forget about it not talk about it fair what about hollow knight silk song was that a was that like a, a, exclusive by the way yeah it didn't a, say that once and i was so sad well because it's saying world premiere or con yeah it, well it didn't say it but it did say like console exclusive or Xbox. oh don't worry every time it said it on the screen i was like world premiere yeah um i know the hollow knight games were really like well regarded i never really played it um it's not really my thing it looks cool. Just yeah. an indie. The The next game on our list was the first one that kind of looked like zany, cool, fun, different. Creators of Rick and Morty and um, Solar Opposites. We have High on Life. Mm-hmm. This looks interesting because it's like a first person. I don't know if it's a if it's like an RPG or something like that, but it's a first person shooter. Uh, you can tell that it's heavily influenced by the design and humor from, you know, Rick and Morty and stuff like that. Um, But I guess what it is, it's like aliens that sell humans as drugs or something. It was weird, but yeah. Um, Something like that. So it it looks interesting, you know, and that's the thing is I'm going to play this because you know what? They want on Game Pass. Oh, 100%. And Game Pass, like, clearly makes enough money that they're going to make all their games back. And people will buy. Mm -hmm. People will be like, oh, my God, I support Rick and Morty. I'm going to buy this game. Right. And so and and the thing is, is how many when was the last first person shooter that came out that was like a comedy? That you can think of. I mean, Outer Worlds was more of an RPG than a first person shooter, but it was a comedy. But I would say, yeah, like Outer Worlds took the genre and made it more humorous. This is probably the first game in a long time where it's like a first person shooter that is like built around comedy, like a comedic idea. Um other games have have kind of had that like extreme thing, like things that are like over the top, like um, serious Sam. That's what it was, right? Like the serious Sam games, like it's just, you know, it's aliens and stuff like that, but like big fucking guns and ob- like just obnoxious scenarios and situations that he's in. This game does look fun. I'm excited to play it. Um, especially if it's keeping me laughing, right? It just makes you want to keep playing it more. And we know all, all too well about David in a game. It's true. David will David. 
Yeah. David be Daviding. <laughs> um, now on to the first major announcement of the day. And I'll tell you, I knew you weren't watching along with me, so I didn't message you and it took everything I could not to message you. But one of the um, the properties in the Activision purchase kind of came to life with the Riot Games. And holy shit, the, the internet was a buzzing for this. So if you're a fan of League of Legends, League of Je- Legends Wild Rift, which is a mobile game, um, Legends of Runeterra, which is PC and mobile, TFT or Teamfight Tactics, PC and mobile, and Valorant PC, if you log in through Game Pass, you've got the whole game. Like, I mean, you don't have to try. All, mm-hmm. all champions unlocked in League of Legends. All champions in Wild Rift. Uh, foundation set unlocked for Runeterra. All um, all the little select legends are unlocked for TFT. Valorant, all those, all that grinding you had to do for PC doesn't exist anymore. All agents unlocked if you log in through Game Pass. Boom. Which is weird. Like, I, I can understand for people who don't want to spend the time grinding and stuff like that to unlock everything. But that's what these games are designed around. The grind. Right. So if if people have the stuff unlocked right from the get go, there's nothing that is encouraging them to play the game more to to unlock more stuff and to spend money on microtransactions and whatnot. May may I offer a rebuttal? Sure. (laughs) They want these games to continue growing so they can release other games and they have to put it into a market that they're not in. If PlayStation, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, did this with some of the games they just released on PlayStation Plus, you'd have the same kind of effect. You'd have this like, oh my God, people have access to all the all the content in the game. Because at the same time you're arguing that, do you think I want to start League of Legends for the first time with half the champions and everybody's blowing me away with people that are not on the, the limited roster? No, not at all. But don't they? Valorant the don't... same way. Don't they match you with people of similar, similar skill, skills and stuff like that? But you can buy characters. That's true. So I don't know. To I, me, I, this I makes the game kind of weird. more accessible for everybody. Oh, I'm not saying that it's not more accessible. 100% it is more accessible for people. But what I'm saying, though, is that it takes away having to play the game more to be able to play the characters that you want, right? Like, it, I don't know. It, I guess also it is giving Xbox players a unfair advantage over people playing it on other systems. Um, but yeah, like this is this was a pretty big, pretty big announcement. I was surprised. Um, like Valerian, for example, right? We were playing a Valerian a few months ago, and we were playing with like the limited roster that we had and we were working towards unlocking it that's a game that i would totally play with everything unlocked because there's it would add more variety for characters and stuff like that but for things like league of legends i find that that is a very grindy game to unlock stuff and so now you're going to get like a bunch of noobs (laughs) playing all these like super powerful characters and not know what they're doing i don't know It, it might change the dynamic of the games a bit but it is huge. It is a big deal for Microsoft. 
and and Game Pass members. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see kind of what comes next, especially mm-hmm. with like I I have a feeling they're going to do an Activision showcase at some point, just because there's so much extra. But this is a good start. This is a great start. Can you imagine and if they like made a uh, Call of Duty? Free I, on, I have a like, feeling something's going to happen with Call of Duty. Oh yeah, just like. The rats of the world, a plague's tale <laughs> requiem. What'd you call me next? A rat. <laughs> uh, did you, you didn't play the f- first game in the series, right? Correct. Uh, after we record this episode, I want you to sit down and start playing that game. Why? It is. It is actually so good. The story is actually really, really good. Uh, it's a different take. It's. Uh, I don't know what plague it would be. Uh, it takes place in kind of like Europe, Eastern Europe. And uh, there's some plague going around and rats are everywhere. And you you have to kind of avoid the rats, but then also try and escape from some inquisition. Is it the Spanish inquisition? I don't Maybe know. It's the Spanish flu. But no one suspects the Spanish inquisition. Um, anyways, like the story is really good. This is something that she who shall not be named and I played through um, and I'm really excited for this one. The graphics look phenomenal. Yeah, it does look very good. This is one of those games that um, I think everyone needs to play. I did beat it. I played you, through the whole thing. You hear thing. that, folks? David didn't David. <laughs> no, I did not David this one. It was uh, totally worth it. Noise. Speaking of games that look phenomenal, though. The new... Forza Motorsport, and they've cut out the numbers. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be like nine. It would be eight. eight. Yeah, it'd be Forza Motorsport eight, technically. Um, This is huge. Like, we could probably do a whole show just on the Forza games and the technology that they implement into these games and how they push the consoles. Um. I thought it was funny, though, how they say it's the most technically advanced racing game ever made. Well, every single time that they announce another Forza game or Gran Turismo game, they say this is the most technically advanced racing game ever made. It's funny because a lot of people will be like, Halo is the crown jewel of Microsoft. No, it's this. It is this franchise. And you know what? 100%. Yeah. And I think the Forza series is what really pushes the advancements in graphics on the Xbox consoles. Because they're using photorealistic um, images for like rendering everything like this whole trailer, this whole demo that they did was in real time in engine graphics and just like even the, the, the ground, the road that they're driving on looks so real. It is crazy. Like, now, the one thing that I think uh, most games still are struggling at making look real are trees. <laughs> and lighting on said trees. Yeah, so the trees look kind of weird. But the environment, the real-time ray tracing in on every aspect of a car is crazy. Like reflections on the chrome on the wheel, on the tire rims is separate from the reflections and how it interacts with 
the car itself, like the side of the car, the mirrors, the glass, like everything is in real time. And did they say if they were running at um, 60 frames per second, 4K or something like that? I don't, I don't know. remember. I don't know if they did, but I would not be surprised if they if they're getting it running at that. Um, and what's even more interesting is that they are promoting these graphics on both the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. Which we know that the Series S is a like lesser powerful console, right? It'll be interesting to see the actual comparison once the game comes out on both systems. But uh, I don't know. What did you think about this one? Uh, I think it looks spectacular. But I'm kind of curious with uh, the te- with like the, the quote generational leap in immersion. I'm wondering if this is the upper limit of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Like, are we going to get better than this or are we going to have to get a better computer next? I know this just came out a year ago, but I'm finding it hard to believe that they're going to be able to top this. Well, I don't know. Like, Think of every I, game you saw on Sunday. Nothing came close to this. No, but the thing is, is this is a very different type of game, though. Right? Still, nothing came close. Like, okay, the next game we were talking about is Flight Simulator, 40th anniversary. Not Flight even Sim- remotely close. Well, again, different type of game. Like the the planes and stuff like that do look phenomenal, but I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Microsoft puts a lot of money into the Forza series and that team definitely is the one that gets like first dibs on all new hardware and stuff like that and and new technology and, and new implementations of stuff. So they have been working on this game definitely like before the series X even released guaranteed. I I think we're going to see other games catch up in the visual style. And I think because we're still so new in the series Xbox series lifespan, like if you look at uh, the Xbox 360 and even the PS3, the first games that came out on there looked like trash in comparison to the games that came out at the end of its life cycle, but it's on the same hardware. And nine day. Right. And the games that came out at launch, people were like, oh, my God, games can't look any better than this. But then developers learned ways to push the hardware, right, to program things differently, to use use it in different ways so that they could make things look better. And I think because the Xbox series console has been developed with the future in mind, I don't think they're pushing the system remotely close to what it's capable of. But I think they're at the limit of what we're capable of doing with what we know we can do. If that makes sense. No, no, it makes total sense. Like, I just, when you watch it, I just can't imagine anything looking better for the foreseeable future. I just, I can't. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. I know that we did touch on Flight Simulator um, a little bit. They did announce the 40th anniversary update. It's just some new planes and stuff like that and helicopters. Oh, yeah. Uh, No, what did they uh, the Halo 
Oh um, yeah, it was Halo, not Top Gun. Halo uh, Pelican, the Fiable Pelican, which was pretty interesting. Um, but you know what game looked way better than Forza Motorsport ever will be able to do? What's that? Overwatch Two. I actually was tickled and pressed. I'm I'm joking about how it looks any better. It looks like Overwatch One, but uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to be different for this one. It's going to be free to play. Oh yeah, other than that. But I, I've read two different things. I've read that it's going to be free to play or free to play if you own the first one. But didn't they give out the first one and and to some practically everyone yeah. on yeah at some point. So yeah, that comes out what August fourth uh, for early access. So we'll see. October fourth. Sorry, October fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then coming up after that, did you honestly think that this was a Civilization game? One thousand percent. I was like, <laughs> how is Civ on console going to work? Like I've well, played it on the Switch and it's terrible. Well, like it's just because of the hardware, right? But uh, and it's very primitive and hard to play. Yeah, uh, honestly, I thought that this was Civilization. What would that be? Seven. Uh, the <laughs> the trailer looks exactly the same like a Sid Meier's trailer. All the animations look exactly like a Civilization trailer, but no, it's called what is it? Ara, or or is it pronounced Era? I think it's Ara. I think it's pronounced Era, like long A A R A Era. As a play on ERA era, you know, so history. it is done by the same studio. So it is. Yeah, it's 2K games, right? And Fraxis. Fra- Fraxis and 2Ks. So. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Instead, developer Oxide, uh, they made the. OK, they this company made Ashes of the Singularity. That's like a kind of a turn based or real time strategy like space sim. Um, but I guess this is it fuses civilizations with Crusader Kings. That's interesting. Did you ever play Crusader Kings? I didn't. It's like a simulation game where you are, are essentially uh, a royalty and you are, I don't know, it's very political. Like I would say more political than uh, than Civ. Uh, but it, it, it is looks interesting. Maybe we'll, we'll the, play it. But one of the biggest cinematics we saw. Yeah. Yeah, no gameplay or anything like that. <laughs> but it is on Game Pass, so the nice thing is uh, we could always load it up on console or PC and see see how it goes. Watch it melt. <laughs> right. I just yeah. I find it hard to play those kind of games without a mouse. I could hook up a mouse to my Xbox, so like it's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. Where I'm interested and it's like starting to tickle me is Fallout seventy six is thirteenth major update, the pit which is the DLC dropping in September. When did they fix this game to have NPCs and it relatively looks good with some story and stuff now? Apparently long time ago. Like I was so mad I uninstalled the game and never looked back. I know I I tried to play it a long time ago. I think we got it when we we got the white. It was the white Xbox series or Xbox one X. Yeah, so like I was getting rid of for like what 200 bucks. Yeah, it was 199 for the Xbox Series Mm. X. No, no, one Xbox One X, the white one. Oh, yeah, the Fallout 76. Yeah, yeah, so they uh, they apparently fixed the game 
Um, I haven't played it. I don't know. I played a little bit, but then I stopped playing because I didn't know what I was doing. I played at launch when there was nothing going on and you just Mm -hmm. did events with people. Mm -hmm. And then I returned it and then I got a second copy of it. (laughs) So clearly, though, you know, 13th major update. Clearly, they're still supporting the game. I think uh, part of that is because they knew that they seriously failed everyone (laughs) in the, the release of this game. So at least, you know, Bethesda is doing their due diligence in supporting this game and making it worth, you know, or, or at least trying to build it to how they hyped it up. Yep. But speaking um, of hype, this actually looks kind of fun. I know you have to, you have to pay for it, which is too bad because like, see, this is where game pass is good and bad. Because if you have access to Forza horizon five and you get the game for free, but you want to pay for the DLC, which is the hot wheel stuff. It's not mm-hmm. a standalone game, so it'll be interesting. I think it's kind of funny to to drive on these big, like exuberant, wide tracks. Mm-hmm. I think it'll oh, be yeah, fun. We're talking, we're, we're talking about Forza Horizon Five, the Hot Wheels uh, expansion. Did now, I not say that? Oh my god, I'm sorry. I, I don't think you did. Um, Horizon Four had Hot Wheels Legends car pack and Lego um, cars. And Horizon 3 was Lego, I believe. One of them had like Lego cars and stuff like that. One of them was Hot Wheels. So this is just a whole new expansion for Horizon 5, which would be interesting. It looks fun. These are always fun to kind of play around and 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 do that. But I don't think there's necessarily a story mode for anything. It's just kind of you're driving around on these tracks and doing challenges and stuff like that. Yes. Next up was the trailer that confused the hell out of me. Because all I could think of is, is the man on the dinosaur, Vin Diesel. <laughs> and I can't unsee it. We're talking about Arc 2. First reveal was all CGI. The It's hard to say what this game's going to look like. It does look beautiful. I will give it that. Mm-hmm. But that was definitely Vin Diesel, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It looked like it. So, Arc One was a game that is fairly popular, but it was one of these things. It's like, why does this game need a sequel? And I'll tell you why. You can get it for free on Steam right now, I believe. Free for the next week or something like that. I don't know, unless, yeah. Anyways, um, Take a wild guess at how much space is required to install Arc plus all of the released DLC. 80 gigs. Uh, 326 gigabytes. Well, you got to get all those dinosaurs <laughs> in there somehow. Right? So, and I was reading some of the comments on on Reddit and stuff like that, and people were saying, like, why does this game need a sequel? Right? Like, it's one of these games that just you can keep expanding it and growing it. And this is exactly why, because the game is almost like it's almost 500 gigs in space, 326 gigs. It is ridiculous. If I want to install this on my my computer, I actually have to clear off a significant amount of space off of my dedicated game drive. And I only have like a one terabyte drive for for um, game installs because it's a SSD. But I have to uninstall a significant amount of games and stuff like that just to be able to install Arc 
and uh, all of the DLC and stuff like that, which is kind of ridiculous. So it gets to the point where a game gets so big that they need to just make a, a second, like a sequel, make a whole other game. But uh, it will be coming to Game Pass. Like everything else we're talking about. <laughs> like everything else. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you want to talk about the next one? Do you know what other game is coming out for Game Pass? Scorn. <laughs> Scorn. Which is, is, I'm just like, this game looks fucking weird. Yeah, it looks creepy as shit. It looks like a mix between Doom and Alien. Yeah. And like Prometheus, you know? The Necromancers. It, yeah. They honestly look like Dungeons and Dragons baddies. Yeah, this is like a weird, uh, they call it a biopunk horror. Everything looks like oh, it's, it's has, a steampunk horror. It's a biopunk. <laughs> Everything looks like it has skin. <laughs> Even the guns and all that stuff. It looks fucking weird. It looks cool, though. So I'm definitely. Um, I don't even know what the story is. Doesn't We're not really meant say. to, I don't think. No. Um, it's yeah. uh, I don't know. It's coming I, out I in also, October this year. For for our annual guess what Souls type game is coming out, we have Flintlock the Siege of Dawn. Um, and it even says in the description, person movement and challenging souls like combat. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a Dark Souls game before I knew the name of the game. Mm-hmm. It looks it, it looks exactly what you'd think it a Souls type game looks like. Yeah. Like, hey, like all we're the, gonna hack all and those slash. games are gonna be the same. Yeah. Like Minecraft's Legends. <laughs> now same, this is same. interesting. Like, what is this? Oh, it's a it's like a what was I this? Think it's a story it was, mode. No, no, that's like there's 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 Minecraft Dungeons, which is like has a story mode, like it's a hack and slash, kind of like Diablo style, like action RPG. This one I thought was I don't really know now that I think about it. It is an action strategy game again. Oh, it's a strategy, more strategy game, but you're roaming the open world. I mean, good on Mojang for still milking this. Yeah. They they figured it out. They they got the key. They got the recipe. Yep. Um, What did you think of Lightyear Frontier? interesting but it's there's so many games out there like this let your frontier is some sort of it's like a farming simulator game but you have mechs that do everything for you do you know what it reminded me of a little project spark oh yeah that game because for like three dollars and then they shut down the servers (laughs) best three dollars you ever spent I know. Um, yeah, it it looks interesting, but at the same time, like I said, it's just a farm simulator game. There's so many other games out there that have the same gameplay mechanics that I I can't see this being a huge a huge hit. At least it's on Game Pass. <laughs> but other <Yeah>. than that, <laughs> wow! <laughs> at least it's on Game Pass. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Coming out also on Game Pass. Gunfire Reborn. Uh, this one came out already on uh, PC and mobile back in two years ago. I like the animation style. It looks cool. Cell shaded. Neat. Yeah. Um, I don't remember too much about this one, actually. Now that I think about it. Oh, it's like a cell. Yeah. Like you said, cell shaded, like first person shooter and stuff like that. You know, it brings me back to the days of uh, 13 on the uh, the the GameCube. 
But uh, oh, it's a roguelite game. Another thing like that. Whatever. Uh, the next one <laughs> was uh, seemed kind of interesting. The Last Case of Benedict Fox. It's like a Metroidvania game with Dark Souls vibes, whichever that means. Um, kind of reminded me of Twelve Minutes, but side scrolly. Yeah, or it's like it kind of looks like it has uh, some aspects taken from like HP Lovecraft and and stuff like that. It does look interesting. I, um, I'll definitely check that out. You know why? Because it's going to be on Game Game Pass. Here's the first game that I was genuinely interested in. I have no idea what the game's going to look like. Is it going to look like part of the rendered trailer? Is it going to be all animated, kind of like Thirteen? As Dusk Falls, which was one of the Bethesda big bangers here, Mm -hmm. it's considered an interactive drama. This game had me interested from start to finish. I have no idea what this game is going to look like, how it's going to play. See, I was interested because I was confused. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like it, the trailer shows some gameplay in the sense that it shows that you're going to make choices and select an option to do between one and two things, but it doesn't really show gameplay. And my concern is that sure. It has a unique art style. The animation, it's kind of like a storybook in the sense that it's uh there is, it's fully voice acted, but then this, the characters aren't like 3d animated. They don't move around like we would expect, but it's more of like drawn pictures that slowly change position so that you can see things are happening. Um, What was really most interesting about this one is that it's a multiplayer game. Yeah. Up to eight players. Yeah. Up to eight players. And it's like, how does this, how does this pan out? Is this like some of the other games that I've seen in the past? Like, uh, what is it? Um, I don't know if it was until dawn did it or if other games like that where you could play with other people and you could work together to select an option. So if someone needed to make a choice, like it's, it's uh, like a voting system. So sure you're playing this game together with like five other people, but everyone has to vote on the option. Is that what this is going to be? Because from the trailer, we didn't really see any actual gameplay or, and I don't know how this would work with multiplayer other than saying, okay, well, how many people want to do option A versus how many people want to do option B? And that's how this multiplayer is going to work. You know, I do that at home already with some games when I'm playing with uh, she who shall not be named, right? <laughs> I'm playing the game and then we both are like, okay, let's pick this one. See what that goes, right? I don't know. It looks cool. be interesting. Yeah. What do you Next think of one? <laughs> Naraka? Naraka Blade Point. Uh, it's an action battle royale game. I guess it's come out. Uh, it's been it's on came PC. out on PC already, I believe. Yeah, it's been out for a little while. Um, it's like a Chinese um, action RPG battle royale thing. Uh, I don't know. It's not really my my style. I'm sure there's going to be people that uh, love playing this because it's got like big old anime titties. <laughs> I could name it, a few people. It is wildly but, popular. It is. It's especially in uh, in Asian countries. Uh, it, it's cool because it. Did you ever play like the Ninja Gaiden games and stuff like that? Like, or remember those ones where they were 
they were difficult because you had to be in total control of the character. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those games that you need to learn combos and stuff like that, even though it is open world or sorry, uh, battle Royale, you need you to know to your combos and stuff game. like that. You have to, yeah, you, you got to grind this game. But the thing is, is one of these games, it's definitely going to be a super grindy game and probably filled with microtransactions. Yep. <laughs> Next up, we have Pentiment. This game looked interesting. I, I didn't I'm really understand it. I'm intrigued by it mainly because it was developed by the same people who did New Vegas. So mm-hmm. it, it, the story should be fairly solid. It doesn't seem like my kind of style for a game, but no. I would definitely check it out. Yeah, like if the story is interesting, I could do I could I could go with it. That's a big thing is like if if the gameplay, I don't know, the gameplay does look pretty slow. And that's the only thing that would stop me from playing is like I want to I don't want to rush through the game, obviously, but I don't want to be sitting and watching slow text on the screen and slow animations and stuff like that. If it, if the story is not engaging, especially like you feel like that kind of game should be on like your switch. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, Grounded's finally coming out for real this time. Yep. It's finally coming out of um, early access. It's having a full story mode added to it and stuff like that. And that's going to be exciting. Was that guys? Uh, check s- this game. September. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, Airband Shadow Legacy, whatever this was. This was like a, uh, I don't know. It looks stupid. Really, it's like a third person action adventure RPG thing, kind of anime style. I don't know. You turn into this, this like shadow thing. There's like some stuff in here, like where if you turn into this like weird ghost shadow thing, you can travel through shadows in the world, which is kind of cool. So interesting, but not the first time something like that something like that's been done um diablo next, 4 got yeah, the little, necromancer class a little game revealed. called diablo <laughs> yeah this is interesting uh, this was one of the few games that's not coming out on game pass well it's because it's only a dlc that's being added to the game no 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 diablo 4 itself is not coming on game pass oh interesting yeah, because I thought it was really only talking about the class. So I kind of like, no, no, no. Out. So this was the announcement that they are adding this new class to Diablo four. Um, and the the game is not coming. But see, the thing is, they haven't it, that could change because Microsoft did recently purchase Blizzard. Right. So there is a chance that. Uh, hold on. If pl- I'm just reading this now on a few. If players need a confirmation, the recent 12th June Xbox Bethesda conference confirmed Diablo 4 will launch on Game Pass Day 1. Really? Well, then I stand corrected. Well, it's okay. You, It's okay to make mistakes. I make at least one a show. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I stand corrected. Game Pass is, uh, is now even better. I was uh, interested you know- in playing this game, but it will probably be filled with microtransactions. So... <laughs> Just like Sea of Thieves season seven. Actually, did you know did it Sea went of... that far? Uh, no, but did Sea of Thieves even ha- like? Do they have a lot of microtransactions? Um, you can buy like outfits and stuff, but yeah, but <laughs> they've nothing... made the game far more interesting now. Like, you can customize your ships and actually keep them, which is cool too. Mm-hmm. It's just the Sims as pirates, man. 
That's all Sea of Thieves is. You know, but granted, when we did play with a group of people, it was, it was fun. fun. It was a lot of fun. Smoke game but... does not look fun. Ravenlock. What the hell's Ravenlock? The next game on the list. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. It's this stupid adventure, neat looking game where you fight monsters and cactuses. It's definitely an indie game. Um, it's one of these things that, like, again, if the story is interesting, it's a third person action adventure game. If the story is interesting, then sure, we'll play it. But it is on Game Pass, so we're not on a, we don't have anything to lose. I don't know. The, did you notice, though, that this game had a mix between pixelated artwork and regular 3D stuff? Yeah. Which I thought was a an interesting an interesting mix. I get the kind of Alice in Wonderland vibes from this, but that's coming out next year. Um, what was this other one? Cocoon it was like some weird art looking game. It kind of looked like um, oh, what the hell game was it? Kind of like when I was watching the trailer, I thought it was like a No Man's Sky, but it's top down. So the coloration is kind of the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like some weird puzzle game type thing. It looks interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. The Wulong Fallen Dynasty. <laughs> that is the next one that's coming out from what game is this? Is this Team Ninja? Team Ninja. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Koi Tecmo. It is Dynasty Warriors. That is not Dynasty Warriors, but it's yeah, totally Dynasty much. Warriors. It's totally what Dynasty Warriors. Um, it looks. Snore. Yeah, like if you're in those games, why not? Persona games are coming to X or uh, Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, okay. and, but they are coming to PlayStation as well. So they're releasing Persona 3, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royale. Sean, you don't care about these games. I, I They're RPGs. They're anime RPGs. I'm, I've tried them. I've not really gotten into them. I like RPGs, right? But I just could never really get into it. But, you know, this is a... this that series is massive. So this is a big news for people. Um, Not as big as project overdose. Is that what it's called? That is the reported um, code name for the horror game. Kojima is doing for Xbox. And before like we didn't, (laughs) we learned nothing about the game, but within hours, this hit the internet. Oh my God. So, Kojima is betraying his loyal fans. He's been blinded by greed. We must help get him back to the winning side. Please share this petition with everyone. Not everyone has had, or sorry, not everyone has good enough internet to stream games. Not everyone has enough money to buy a new console or build a new PC. Please, Kojima, don't leave us. Hey, PlayStation fans. You so Sony good. fanboys, you you good? You, you okay? Yeah. So so Microsoft announced a, the deal uh, with the devil. Apparently, a deal with Kojima, or Kojima made the deal with the devil, um, and is producing a game for Xbox. And Sony fans are very upset because, well, they have some petition. <laughs> going on which isn't going to change like these deals have been made there's contracts that have been signed right like it's not like you can be like oh you know what uh there's a petition going online that i need to go make this game for sony sorry xbox sorry microsoft right it's not going to happen and the thing is is people like sony fans and, and 
PlayStation users have had Kojima games for the entirety of the history of Kojima games, right? Like from the Metal Gear Solid games to Death Stranding to even, uh, what was it? Um, the Silent Hill demo that came out with Norman Reedus. Do you remember that? That was years ago. That was before Death Stranding. But yeah, like all this stuff. So, you know, Sony, Sony people are butthurt about that. It's so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued to see what it is because uh, Death Stranding, it's visually is a great looking game. It is kind of slow, though, but it's a Kojima game like you can play. Make sure that you clear your afternoon schedule when you start playing that game, because you're playing. You'll play the first like two hours and not get much gameplay in because <laughs> that's just how the Kojima games are. They start off really slow with a lot of cutscenes, and the cutscenes are all generally fairly long. But I'm intrigued um, to see what they do with this. Do you remember the last Kojima game to be on an Xbox console? I do not. It is the Phantom Pain at Ground Zeroes. Metal oh Gear yeah, Solid, that's right. 2015. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's time. Let us let us let us have something, Sony fans. Now, it's not like we was... got God of War, although that'd be <laughs> funny as hell. Yeah. What was interesting, though, is that the reason why he's working with Xbox and Microsoft for this is because Microsoft has been working on their cloud computing technology for some time. And apparently this game is going to take advantage of that. So he's developing a, I quote, never before seen concept. Um. And it's apparently using the cloud-based technology. Now, how this is going to work with people who don't have an active internet connection will be very interesting. Because if the game is designed to use cloud-based, their cloud-based AI for processing stuff and whatnot, like even if it's like a, a lot of times it's like for for um, particle rendering and and stuff like that, right? Like AI kind of things. Uh, but it'll be really interesting to see how they make this work offline versus online. But uh, speaking of, I guess, is this online? Is this next one an online game? Or I guess it would mostly just be offline. Who knows? You never know with Kojima because we're going to get this game. Like, it's funny because we're supposed to get it within a year. So we have no idea. Oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to oh, be a year. No, this game's super delayed already. It's going to come out in like three years. Um. But the last game on the Xbox Bethesda showcase, which is a game I think that we've been waiting for for a while, which Sign I me think up, is, take my money, which is kind of funny, though, because they're like, this game has been 30 years in the making, which I that always pisses me off for those buzzwords. No, it hasn't. You guys started making this game a few years ago. Uh, I got at least actually, six. <laughs> I know we we finally saw some gameplay for Starfield. What are your thoughts on this? I'm excited. I will probably pay for this game. Legitimately, if it gives me early access or something, I will do it. Uh, I do like that it has a lot of the fundamental things that make Fallout so special. Like the fact that you'll be able to kind of build your own base camp, which was something that they added to Fallout 4 and really made the game more immersive. Everything you do decision-wise is going to influence how the game is played for you, which is also great. Everything looks very customizable. I can't say enough good about it because I like I've been anticipating it for a long time mm-hmm. and I, I can't wait to see kind of what happens through it. 
the thing that got me was they went the no man's sky route. They were like, Oh yeah. Like they, they like zoom out on a world and you're like any planet, like they're talking about one planet and they're like, you can explore any part of this planet that you choose. But not only that, you can do that in all the planets in the system. And then it zooms out a little bit more and you're like, Oh, there's like four or five systems. That's a lot of exploring. That doesn't seem too overwhelming. Then he's like, yeah, there's a hundred systems and over a thousand planets to explore. We can't wait to see what you discover. Well, obviously we're going to discover a bunch of bugs because it's made by Bethesda. Yeah. Granted. But what are they hiding in this game? What, like you just made this game so exciting. Well, like, to an I'm extent. taking days off work for this shit. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like no man's sky did this. Right. And it was obviously there's not a thousand planets that they are building these worlds. It's procedurally generated planets um, with probably there's going to have certain areas where they've they've manually created the map for that area because they're going to put like outposts and stuff like that on there. But all these planets are going to be procedurally generated and you're not going to want to explore all a thousand of them because how many of them are going to be like duplicates like one ice planet that is primarily blue and then one ice planet that is primarily white, right? Like very similar. It's at least the, the, the option is there to explore and they're making the, the world or the, the galaxy or the universe feel big, right? That's what the, the one thing that Bethesda has always done is that their games just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Like their maps, like for, if you compare from like elder scrolls to like the, like even elder scrolls three, to Skyrim, right? Like the map just grew exponentially and it's huge. Same with all the Fallout games, all that stuff. What I thought was really interesting though, it's because ultimately this game is a Fallout slash Elder Scrolls first person RPG, right? But like you said, like they added the option to build bases and outposts. You can do that anywhere. You could you could go to any planet and build an outpost there if you want, right? But I like how you can customize your own ship. You can build I your mean, own you ship. You can technically custom- do that in Fallen Order. Fallen Order? Not really. You can change the color. That's customizing. Yeah, but no, like you can actually build your ship. You can change where the engines are. You could change the cockpit. You can change you can change every aspect of your ship physically. Right? But then also you can go into space and there's space battles and stuff like that. I feel like this would be the ultimate game to be online, right? Like if the world is so big and they have these worlds that are procedurally generated, sure. Like um, what was it? Um, Guild Wars did this where it was an online game, but when you go out into the world, they're kind of like a unique world, but you get put into the same world with other people. So it's like they could very well make it where, you know what, like these planets are procedurally generated, but when you go to it, it loads a specific planet that someone else is already in. Right? Or someone can join on your planet. So it would be interesting. But I think for the most part, it's gonna be a a lonely single player story. Hopefully it's good. Well, I mean most Bethesda games are lonely single player stories. I kind of hope they follow the way of like the division or parts of um, 
Destiny, like the Taken King. Mm-hmm. So they do have areas where it is online, which would be kind of cool. And then you still have your offline areas of the map as well. Or hell, even like a central hub, like a like one planet where is like the central online hub. And so then you could then party up with people and go explore certain planets where then then your games are connected. So in that way, right? I don't know. I think they need to, for something like this, I think they need to have some sort of online multiplayer aspect of it so that you can explore the stuff. Because what's the point of building these universe that's so big with having all these options to explore stuff that you can't even experience it at the same time with someone else and see the same things as someone else, right? Yeah, I think that'll be cool. Um, it kind of gives me, like, I wish it would be kind of like the Dark Zone in The Division, which is what you're kind of mm. saying as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, that was the uh, that was the Xbox Bethesda showcase. That Sony was. didn't really have anything, did they? Like, did they have a showcase? No, um, they did not. They're and, a bunch of bitches. And Nintendo hasn't had a direct yet. I'm surprised, actually. There's a Pokemon direct coming soon, which is going to be predominantly Scarlet and another DLC for Snap, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's so. been rumors of a uh, a direct coming soon. Um, were, what are some things that you would be hoping for if we get a Nintendo direct? Um... Maybe a look at Odyssey 2, which has been highly touted. Uh, a release date. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a release date for the second Mario Kart DLC. Cough, cough. Oh, yeah. And actually, you know what? Not, not much. I would maybe, be interested. Maybe more DLC for Mario Party All-Stars. Oh, that'd be good. I would be interested in some uh, Mario Party All-Stars DLC and potentially some some view some visuals of metroid prime 4 you know the game that was announced like what three four years ago then delayed and they erased all knowledge of it and then so that'd be kind of cool but yeah it's mostly most likely just going to be uh pokemon all right well we want to know what you think of the xbox showcase as well as bethesda's uh turnout um and we want to know your thoughts on playstation plus and was it worth the buy for you? I know it was for me. Uh, I know David has three years of it, so there's a lot there. We want to thank you guys for listening as always. For myself and David. He's so cool. He's really not. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Bye.